Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into the Backyard Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott. Joining me this week, as they do every week, Tyler Bagenstoss, Kyle George, and our special guest for this week. We're excited to have him on, the one, the only, John Fishback. I think a multiple-time appearance uh, on the Backyard Banter Pod, and we always love his hot take. So excited to dive in here. And fellas, where we got to start right now, it's it's the topic of everyone's mind, the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm and nut shots because man yes. it is uh it's rampant throughout the nba playoffs <laughs> this to this it's point. an epidemic and tyler it's an epidemic what are your thoughts so far on on what we've seen in terms of suspensions we've got a reminder to the fans we've got draymond green dylan brooks james harden joel Embiid, all well, uh, all subject to suspension here coming up yes. so far we've seen draymond get suspended dylan brooks kicked out of a game but we don't know his next uh outcome James Harden kicked out of a game. Joel Embiid, maybe the worst offender. Not <laughs> no, no penalty whatsoever. Tyler, what do you think? Just confused, really. And I think we can add DeJounte Murray to that list after tonight's game. Oh, I missed I, it. I, I don't know if you guys – so, so at the end of the game, he goes up to the ref and just puts his face right in the ref's face and kind of gives him like a not, – not a full check, but like – Clearly there was says something. They stare at each other. He's walking away. He keeps chirping. But there was enough contact, enough, and he was close enough to where, I mean, a, a lot of these other ones, you know, I didn't necessarily think that they were going to get suspended. I, I, I don't know why this wouldn't, you know, be the case as well. But I think right. I can say my take is, I don't know. I think they're trying to control, like, the, the aggressiveness of the games or something. But I don't, like – even Dylan Brooks to me, like he was going for the ball almost in my opinion. Like I, I know they're getting hit in the nuts. He's going for a ball. A ball. I, I don't know. I, I just didn't think they were all like suspension worthy or even getting tossed from the game, but I don't know, John, Kyle, what do you think? Do you think they were aggressive enough? I, I just didn't see it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Connor and uh, Tyler and Kyle. As always, it's always a pleasure to hang yeah. out with you guys, talk about sports. <laughs> That's like what to we do. do that. Here. Drink, uh, drink a, drink a beer or two before we ramp up for the week, or a twisted but, tea. Depending yeah, on your don't call it a beer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. No, it's not. It's don't. a twee. It's a twee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I think especially uh, the latest one um, on LeBron. Who did? Who? Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. You know, when you're reaching for the ball, when they do a crossover or behind the back, like preemptively expecting them to cross over when trying to get your hand there, I've totally sack tapped guys a few times playing yeah. pickups. But like you always, when you do that, you always like immediately apologize to them, right? That's like for sure a no go. Yes. And I think that's a big indicator of whether or not it's on purpose. Like Draymond or um, great oh, point. What Memphis Draymond, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is he, a good, good, good nickname. <laughs> yeah, like he hit him and then didn't care at all. Like, no. even if you're yeah. fighting someone that you hate, you can't True. go for the nuts, right? So True. that's, that's kind of where I, how I see it. Kyle, uh, away from the nut tapping here, what has been your key takeaway of the playoffs so far? 
I mean, Blazers obviously out of it, so I understand if you haven't exactly watched every single game, but kind of what's stuck out to you the most through most series, three first three games, and Philadelphia obviously already advancing. I feel like it's actually competitive, which is like there's more teams that I think are capable of winning a series, which it's been transitioning over the last like two or three years into this, which I, I love it now because I mean, even if you look at the Heat, like they're winning some games. Like, what's the, we've had one sweep so far, right? The yeah, the just Phillies and Nets. Brooklyn. And yeah. then if yeah, if Denver wins tonight, they would get a sweep as well. But all the other series have been really competitive. Even the the Cavs Knicks, like there's been some decent games there, and that's a three one series. So I just like how we're actually it's it's unpredictable going into each of these series, and I think it's going to be even more so in the next round, which yeah. I'm pretty excited for. So that's been yeah. I think the most exciting part. And you've been very consistent in that take because I remember when it was Warriors Cavs, you were uh, very anti the fact that the outcome was already kind of determined before the season even started. So I appreciate you uh, sticking with that consistent. It's a small take. market mentality, baby. Yeah, it is. A, <laughs> it's definitely a pro Blazers mentality. I mean, it is unfortunate if you just know like one or two teams is gonna, you know, this the season's basically a waste. Right. That is a that's a good point, Tyler. If you were to pick right now, based on what you've seen, just give me your quick winner. Okay, championship. You knew it was coming. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Knicks, man. I'm having fun watching. This. Okay, it's, it's, okay. And, and I to win it all. No, no, wait, wait. Just, let's, let's rephrase it as a team you're supporting. Uh, you know, okay, the Knicks. The, yeah, then that's because I love Josh Hart, man. Josh Hart has sticked up for the Blazers <laughs> ever since he's left. That is but, such a Tyler take. Yeah, it is a Tyler take. I love it, dude. He's, I love it. He has Thank stuck you, up for us, though. I mean, he has. You're not wrong. Okay, that's not the only reason, though. Jalen Brunson's really cool as that well. That and he rebounds. Those are your two reasons. <laughs> I mean, you got to love the hustle, Connor. <laughs> I do. I do appreciate it. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I've been having fun watching the Knicks. Okay, John, if you, who are you supporting throughout the uh, rest of the playoffs here? I mean, I don't know. When, when the Blazers are out, I just kind of like, – I, I get it. I'm not, I get it. I lose just, interest just, in the NBA. I, oh, that's that's disappointing to hear. But at the same time, if you're rolling with someone, just just give us a name. I don't care how much you believe in it. I mean, I would like to see Jokic. Okay. Get a trophy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. His I mean, that's... boogery, gooey looking ass. I'd love to see him <laughs> t- take home a trophy. Would he you be know? the goofiest guy to ever win <laughs> Finals MVP? Potentially. Uh, Potentially. He already has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, a Finals MVP. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see him. I don't really like Porter Jr. a whole lot after no, what I he did to uh, uh, Maddie Pruitt from The Bachelor. Oh, interesting. You remember her? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm going. Tyler, what do you think? I have no idea who that is. No. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you two over there talk about that. We'll move on. Uh, by the way, uh, Tessa was telling me earlier she's got the inside track in that Phoenix is the team to watch. So okay. I take that. Okay, for not a bad choice. Hmm. I, I mean, kind of seems a little front runner-ish, but I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll let her know you said so. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, but let's let's dive into the team we all care about most. That's Portland Trailblazers, right? That's the reason yes. we're all on this podcast right now. Yep. And uh, like the last podcast, I think the best way to go about this is we'll use a quote-unquote snake draft to go ahead and pick our topics. But really, it's a open forum for whatever comments you want to say and bring up. Um, really, all we're drafting is whatever topic you want to talk about, it's more to establish an order. Yep. Uh, and obviously we've had some Kyle, the big ticket has sent us along. And I think we all saw Joe Cronin go on. What was the, the actual pod itself? 
Jack Ramsey's. Jack Ramsey, yeah. One of the more popular uh, Trailblazer pods, I'd say. And yeah. also, I don't know if anyone watched what all Kyle also sent about the Jailblazers, but we I did. get into both topics there. So, John, you're our guest. Do you want to go first in terms of the topic you're picking? Or do you have a specific spot in the uh, snake draft you'd like? Or, or where? what are you feeling? Yeah, I can go first. Okay, love it. Dive in. What's our first topic we're going on? Okay, this one we got, or I got a little heated on the last podcast we were on, or one of them with you guys. But I think it's like my best hot take. Some of them flop, you know. Well, okay. that's a point of attention. Yeah, like, yep. when the, like when the Blazers won those four games and we ended up with the seventh pick instead of a top yeah. pick. And John said, yeah. don't about that one. We should have we, tried to win every game. Should we dive into well, that? Okay, all right. Yeah. Guys, even, no, that's no, the no, worst no. take ever on this podcast. Sorry, that was a little hostile to start. I no, it's, it's hostile, but it's the worst take of all time. It's not, I don't no. think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> don't even but we're not talking about – that's not a topic I want to bring up, okay? Right. Are you guys ready for the topic? Yes. All right, so – Jody Allen. Jody Allen is the topic. You know, any company, it's it starts from the top and goes down, the success of an organization. I think Paul Allen was amazing. And I think Jody is like essentially disrespecting her dead brother, right? <laughs> like he he didn't want her to sell the or he didn't want her to have the team. He wanted her to find someone that would run it with passion, like he did. You know, she's like, she's holding on to ownership of the team through like kind of a loophole in his will where it's, it's making X amount of money. So it's not technically considered what was outlined in the will where he said she has to sell it within X years. Uh So I don't think she gives a shit at all about the Blazers and uh, either she doesn't care or she's just horrible at managing, uh, you know, the the upper management responsibilities so well I, I yeah i mean i would imagine it's a pretty difficult job to <laughs> own a sports team as so you know, sell it totally and i'm totally with you on that but it's um paul allen i think we're just talking, taking for granted like how good he, uh, good he was at running the team and how like yeah. he was making decisions maybe but also then you hear about these things you know down the line where like you know the the Neil O'Shea wasn't even talking to the president of the basketball team, you know, like there was some inner strife within the organization. So really like, did he have his grips on it or, or were we just winning at the time when he was owning it? You know, like Kyle, what do you think on that? Well, I think I, I think I I'm half and half on it. Cause I agree with John that I don't necessarily think Jody Allen's the best owner at this point in time. I think some people are a little, harsh on her because like you don't we don't see behind the scenes right like I don't think it's true that she just doesn't give a shit about the Blazers I think she gives a shit about the Blazers but where I draw the line is like I'm going to use a a soccer example because it's been in in the news recently but that team that Ryan Reynolds and yeah uh, yeah yeah, like the Wrexham team that that they own like that's what I want to see out of my ownership is like two like not necessarily two guys but just a group that yeah, sorry. Kyle. No, it's quoted. Like, passionate about their team and show it from an like as extroverts, where they're not just like doing things behind the scene. Because I think it does a lot for the fan base. It motivates them. It shows that you care. And Jody doesn't really do any of that. And I think that's what like a big reason why she takes a lot of heat is she's just behind the scenes, and we have no idea if she's actively trying to improve the team or not. Yeah, where I think a lot of owners around the league 
like Mark Cuban's a good example, right? It's clear that they love their team and that they want yeah. to do anything they can to to win. And yeah. I don't think Jody does that. So and that's I kind of fall on both sides, I guess. Yeah, I and like that. I hear you too, because I think like with ownership in a small market, passion is your biggest currency, right? Like you know what you're facing in terms of actual acquisition challenges, right? You know, it's a trade, it's free agency, but you, those are the challenges. The yeah. one thing you can do is make it up with that emotional like support, basically. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like if we, and I know he's a bit cheesy, but like Steve Ballmer in Portland would be a oh, hit. I would kill like, for that's, Steve. Right, right, exactly. Like that's what we want to see as someone that kind of freaks out. Yes, and, he's hilarious. He's so funny. Right. And right now I don't, I, I want to be clear. I don't think Jody really costs us much in terms of on-court success because like the money's still being spent you know, uh, yeah, at least true. so far, there's, there's nothing that's been detrimental in terms of like saving instead of going for it. But at the same time, I do, I, I think the passion from an owner means a lot more to a fan base than any player, right? The players, they, you know, they're, that's a, it's a job, that's a paycheck, but yeah, like to, to the fans, it means a lot. And like a city like Portland, where we know we're small, but the one thing that is true is that we, care a lot i think you need an owner that matches that same energy and obviously i don't think jody fulfills that that kind of um that emotional need for this well, yeah, you, well, just, you just right. hope that she has the blazer's best interest in her heart right that's the scary like, part hearing that's that there was part. an offer from phil knight and that it yeah and, you know i don't i it didn't get declined i don't really know what happened but like like that is like that would be doing the fan base a favor right there because we know that phil knight would you know, for the amount of time he would own the team, maybe only a couple of years, he's getting old. Hey, but what the hey, fuck? I mean, still though, like that's the kind of <laughs> owner that the Blazers need because we know that there's there's no price tag that's too high when you have Phil Knight coming yeah. in and he's going to do everything he can to put a championship team and on. just swag. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that helps. And <laughs> I think it doesn't help that like she doesn't have the few things I've seen of her like interacting with the players in the tunnel, like when they're coming back or you know high five and whatnot, like. It's all been like a little awkward, maybe. Like she just doesn't have that. The players and Jody Allen are connecting. <laughs> oh my god, dude! When they when they drafted Shaden Sharp, that video is so awkward to me. When they, so, yes, they, there's something like, reaches her hand out to, like <laughs> very weird way to like shake Cronin's hand. Wait, like, this, this is shocking news. I'm surprised. He doesn't even know who Shaden Sharp is. Probably. John, final yeah. comments on this one. Yeah, I'll just close it out. I think. You know, Paul Allen knew how to run a business. He was quick and efficient in his decision-making. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think Jody Allen, like, I'm sure she's smart. You know, she runs her own uh, um, Definitely nonprofit. Smart. We can agree and everything. on everything. Yeah. But everything she has is because – Oh, easy. Because of her bro- – <laughs> uh, Okay. I mean, I mean, she wouldn't be running a nonprofit if her bro- brother wasn't a billionaire, you know? She wouldn't be running the world's largest nonprofit. So he made it, knows how to run a business, one of the most successful in the world. And, you know, All right. I don't think it she has it. it. I, I think it is what it is. I hope she sells. That's all I got to say. I, I don't think you're the only one. I think a lot of people echo that sentiment. Yeah. yeah. And as, I mean, but the one thing to Kyle's point last uh, little bit is, man, got to stay in Portland, obviously. Like that would oh, be. Oh, God. Let's not talk about it. And the NBA Holy shit, dude. Happen. I would leave. Let that happen. Uh, because they want to expand. They don't want we to would have things. nothing in the wintertime. 
Las Vegas yeah. and Seattle are going to have teams within like two years. So that'll, we should be good. Uh, let's, let's get out so. of that depressing crevasse we just entered there. Yeah, uh, please. I'm going to send the next topic to Kyle. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump to Cronin topics just because yeah, that was one of yeah, the things we were going to talk about going into this. And I know I sent a list to you guys ahead of time. I think I'm going to kind of go off that just list a little one. bit just and one, just yeah. talk about the general situation. Because after I watched that podcast, I just like, I had this weird feeling in my gut that Joe Cronin is taking a lot of heat from our fan base right now about like whether or not he didn't get enough in return for certain assets um, with the CJ deals and that, you know, he hasn't necessarily made all the right moves. Some people I know are a fan of him, but it seems like most people kind of give him a hard time. I couldn't help but think that what Joe Cronin is being asked to do has to be like one of the hardest things a GM has ever been asked to do, which is basically to come into a franchise where you have a Damian Lillard and you're asked to essentially put a contending team around him in like a one to three year period where if you miss on a move, you've basically not succeeded in what you're being asked to do. Whereas I have a feeling that if any other external GM came into the situation, it would have been like, I'm, I'm going to trade Dame and do the right thing here and rebuild for the franchise. And I just can't help but think that like, I feel really bad for Joe Cronin because he's almost in a lose-lose situation unless he literally does the impossible, which is putting a championship team around Dame, which I think we all know is a, a stretch. I'm not saying it's yeah. impossible, but it's going to be very, very challenging to do. And I don't know. I just... I have a feeling if they interviewed anybody externally at the time when he was technically the interim GM, that every single one of those external candidates was like, I'm not doing this unless I have the ability to trade Dame. And they were probably like, nope, we're going to stick with the guy that is going to at least try to do it. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about that, but man, I mean, like what a tough situation to be in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's almost like, I know he was the interim GM that got hired, but he's still kind of the interim GM, right? Because it's, it's one of two choices. Like we have one of two choices. It's you keep Dame and you stay where we're at or you, you trade him and you get all the assets. And then that GM's your guy, you know, that's who you got for a while at least, or you wouldn't, you would have whoever you want long-term make that deal. Um, yeah. I guess the way I'm thinking about point, it is like, or go ahead. Yeah, finish no, sorry. You're I'll, I'll let you go. But the, uh, to your point, he's set up to fail. Like we're not going to be able to, I this is to some of my points later but like I've been much more depressed over the last week I just don't <laughs> see where we go with like Dame and it being a contender from here so I hope you guys yeah. have but that well I, I guess I, I was just gonna to say fan. like you have you like even now like we didn't have Sharp when he first took over right that was the first draft pick he made but now you have Ant Sharp and a potentially another top five draft pick and it's like Man, that would be those three pieces right there is a great start to a rebuild, not to mention all the assets you're going to get when you if you traded Damian Lillard, which is what a, probably a minimum five, if not like close to six or seven first round draft picks over the next four years. It's like, damn, you could really be in a good situation for a true rebuild. And honestly, it might not even be that long of a rebuild if Shaden continues to, to play as well as he has. And then if you hit on another top five pick this year, it's like, man, you could really have like a solid core already set up with a lot of draft capital yeah. coming your way all right i have a question for you guys the say we trade dame and then we have this young core with this next pick we have these three young guys aren't you just pretty much trying to get back to where we are now 
because you're going to have to end up paying a couple of those guys. And then just like we did with Damon, like the Blazers are never going to have like the team that's like the Suns, right? Like we're going to have the Dame, West, Nick Batum, Aldridge, you know, pretty good, you know, winning a lot of games. But like, I just don't think we're ever going to get to like the, like we're like when we say we're contending, like we look in the summer and we're like, oh, this is a top one, two, three team in the right. league. We're trying to get to like, we're a top six through 10 and maybe Dame can go on a crazy fucking run and win it. Or, and then that would be in the same instance with, if say we were to rebuild, like, aren't we, are we ever going to be able to get to that one through five team being the small market and who we are? But John, you take this one first and then we'll expand. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's kind of, it's a good point because, you know, if we had drafted Durant, uh, like how long would we have kept him? You know, realistically, uh, he's not staying after he, his rookie contract, right? He would have, I think, as he's long proven as not Oklahoma to, right? City had him. Like, it yeah. would have been the exact same situation. Exactly. So it's it's like what Tyler's saying. Um, and I don't know. I, I think what Kyle's saying is smart and the right thing to do long term. But Me too. I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I just think Dame would be my favorite player if he was on any team in the league. Totally. And he, but, he is such an amazing dude. Like, obviously, so good. I just feel like I want to see him end his career in Portland. I, I John, no, I, I couldn't agree more about that fact, but I have to mm-hmm. go with Kyle against you two on this I mean, one it's fair. It's super fair. It's because like... I don't Logically, think anyone wants to trade Dame. It's no, just like right. the right. Yeah. yeah, that's unfair. Yeah, but I think I would rather see Dame end his career here than have like an opportunity to be. You know, I'd rather for us to be worse and have Dame with us for the next like three <laughs> or four years. No, it, honestly, it, that is like what Portland is struggling with, right? It's yeah, a, exactly. This deal, right? Is like. He's the best Blazer of all time. He's our favorite Blazer of all time. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean, B-Roy still just kind of weirdly has a special place. <laughs> we won't bring that True. up. But to Kyle's point, the one thing I disagree with in terms of just like, especially like Tyler, what you were saying is like, I think you're right. I But the goal is not to get back to where we are now. The goal is to get lucky enough Better. that you just hit it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the goal the, to, see, yes. I'd rather be, John, and it, it kind of against what you just said, I'd rather be Oklahoma City right now than Portland. Like, yeah, I would yeah. much rather be Oklahoma City with Shaden Sharp being our Shea and some, some really intriguing, like, role players. Mm-hmm. And – You've got this, you know, a draft asset that's Chet in this case, plus all their picks that we would subsequently get for Dame. Like we could basically be in that scenario. I mean, that's a perfect scenario. So let's say yeah. a version of that, but that's better in terms of just like hopes for a championship because you're right. Well, if we're, but the thing is, like, if we settle for that, then we're always going to be here. You have to hope to just hit a home run mm-hmm. one time in, like, yeah. in the next. 50 years like well, that's realistic yeah like, you have You're to right. just hope it's you true. get yeah but you can't be afraid to lose players because that's the what reality i mean like, of the situation is mixing it <laughs> yeah but you're always gonna know 
the year before if you if they're going to be there or not right because if you're on the last year of your rookie contract and there's not a contract extension that's being signed and you're a really good player like say Shane Sharp two years from now we haven't extended him for another four or five year deal writings on the wall and he's going to have a ton of value so you're going to flip him for more value so it's not like it's rare when you're going to be in a situation where you have a bunch of really young talented assets and be screwed over because those things those discussions kind of go behind the scenes I feel like so I think it's a fair concern, Tyler, and I, I get why you're bringing it up, but I also feel like as a franchise, we can't just be, we can't assume we're never going to get another Damian Lillard again, or else right. there's no hope. Or ever. else we're doomed, right? Yeah, or like, else there's no reason to even, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> why would is, we ever go after anybody but I, else? <laughs> I mean, it is. A, I'm not saying trade him now. Like, I mean, it, it's going to hurt no matter what, but I'm just saying like. Yeah, no, I, get, of, I mean, I totally yeah. get it, you know, logically, but I think. You in Portland, you have to think about what Tyler's saying, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't attract yeah, big definitely. agents or big free agents, and if they're on our team, maybe that helps a little bit. But they're still going to look elsewhere, going to look for a bigger market. Totally, I think it's just tough. Yeah, I, and, and it's a I tough guess. it's a tough balance for a small market GM. Man. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's like back to Kyle's back to Kyle's point. Cronin's Cronin's got a bitch of a job to figure out. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. does. He does. <laughs> I uh, I do think I guess I feel like it's if you're a small market and you know you don't like right now we're kind of at a dead end no matter what we do you just fill the asset chest and hope that maybe you can force trade those good players in like I'm not even joking like Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn you just have the most assets so you get it for (laughs) six months yeah I'm not even joking I know I love it we try to do if we want to talk like you got to have the Kawhi recipe it's like He's only going to be here one year, but maybe that's our yeah. year. Yeah, that's your year. Yeah. Yes, I would take Dude. one year with Embiid or fucking Joel. Well, we've had Dame. Like we've had that guy. We just like he's well, two. Well, he's Dame not that and guy, I guess like in terms of yeah, like, give oh, Dame yeah. another All Star. He hasn't had one since Aldridge, right? And he wasn't yeah, an All Star. Yeah, who really exactly? Okay, let's yeah. uh, let's move it along. <laughs> I'm sure we'll actually get back to that topic through our other ones. Yeah, <laughs> Ty, yeah it's true. on you. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go one and try. After talking about like the totality of the Blazers, just try and think not doomsday, maybe, and think if like there is a way that this can happen for the Blazers. Can Dame and Ant play alongside each other and can the Blazers win with that? John, John you're shaking it. your head. Lead us off. No, dude. This is this was another hot take that I said on your podcast. I I don't like Ant. Like he's we essentially traded cj away for a worse version of cj he, he doesn't play defense and he's a like the ball has to be in his hands he's Wait, not it's a worse version of cj yes oh that's a taken out of itself okay Get really going. really you think <laughs> so? oh, kyle you think is better than cj like you took well, i think it is currently the age cj was when he got into the league so or maybe maybe a year older year but older than I when get, cj yeah, got into the league he's early so, so <laughs> i i think it's and I don't know. I, I would say that I would disagree with that take right now, but okay, <laughs> that's just me. I mean, I like it. it. It's, but it's the same, uh, like conundrum. Uh, right. The same recipe. With, right? Two small guards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. small and guards. Don't play defense. <laughs> ball dominant. Don't play defense. Um, I mean, I just, we have, we, and we have Shaden now, which we didn't have, I guess we had Ant the whole time, right? When CJ was here. So yeah, like, was now we have Shaden with Ant. I mean, I say get, Trade Ant for as many assets as we can get. Um, I mean, there are two routes he can go, right? Which is 
uh, either building this team to be to try to be good now. So trade him for a, a valuable asset short term, like you were saying, Connor, or or trade him for picks. Um, whether we keep Dame or, Dame or not, I think I think it only makes sense to trade Ant. Kyle, uh, what what do you think in terms of Ant and Dame as like a future backcourt, and or what would be your move if they're not? Uh, I I don't think we would ever be a true contending team with both them in our backcourt, but I want to follow that up with that doesn't necessarily mean I think you should just trade Anthony for anything. Cause like, I still think there's a lot of value with him. And so I think you need to be careful with, with how you treat Ant and just don't just think because, Oh, with these two, we can't win a championship. Therefore I need to trade Anthony as soon as possible. I think he's still going to create a lot of value over the next year. He's still very young. He's gotten better every single year. He had great numbers last year. I mean, next year you would think that trajectory continues. So I think he's going to get more valuable. Um, but all that to say, I do think that there, I, I think you, you can attach our lottery pick this year if it ends up being top five with Anthony Simons to get pretty significant return. And I think that's what they're going to look for. And the one that we talked about last pod is Mikkel Bridges. And I think that's the one they're going to try and go for. And I think what's going to end up happening is we're probably going to overpay a little bit for him, but I yeah. think it's going to be worth it. I, I really do. I think like, I, th- I really see an Anthony Simons plus picks, whatever other Nasir Little, whatever other assets you got to attach as a similar move the Kings made where they traded Halliburton for Domas, where everyone was kind of like, eh, like what, what was the point of that? Like Halliburton more upside, way younger, but they basically just upgraded in the position they really needed to upgrade in. They already had Harrison Barnes. So you slot a veteran in Harrison Barnes into the small forward and you get way better up front. And look what happens. Now they're the three seed and currently in a 2-2 series with the Warriors where it's like, what do the Blazers need? Well, we don't, we've never had a wing that can defend. So let's go get one that's a borderline all-star, attach it with Dame and Jeremy Grant. And I'll even keep Nurkic in there. Like, I don't love Nurkic, but still, I, I think you could see a situation where the Blazers with that roster, who knows, maybe it's all the right pieces fit together. And then all of a sudden we end up being a competitive team. I think it's possible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, when you're going that route, Dame is good enough if you have like that perfect i mean you've got to get it perfect i mean we're yeah. talking yeah prime you know mm-hmm. but there is that one year occurrence that could take place i and think it's really oh go ahead Ty. Take well it. i was just going to say the value of ant this being able to shot create you know being that point guard that can beat guys off the dribble because he's so quick and then um just create playmake you know it's 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 that's a tough skill set in the league and um yeah hopefully hopefully him and those picks can really get us some sort of return that would be helpful I think my only uh, take on this is Ant has to go so Shaden can flourish. I mean, yeah, I just yeah. don't see that being a combo, especially when Dame's there. Like, if if you if Dame's gone, you could keep both and just let them both kind of go off for a really shitty team because um, we would be a really shitty team. But <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, that's just a fact. We'd be so young. Yeah. Right? yeah, like we would not win games. It'd be it would be super <laughs> fun to watch, but we would not win <gasps> basketball games. No, um, outside of the four, John would convince us to keep the G Lakers four, but uh, <laughs> otherwise we would probably not win many. Uh, but I just, I, I'm so you guys know from last pod, I'm so high on Shade. And oh, can we just talk about him a little bit? Geez, yeah. hey, Connor, what, what, what's, dive, what's uh, tangent off it? So if if we did trade Ant, do you want Shaden as the starting two, or do you want another veteran? And then have Shaden be like the guy off the bench that kind of leads well, the second unit. That's so that's so tough because it it so depends on the return you'd get. Like if 
if we're contending and contending, let's say like for a, a legitimate playoff spot, let's say not playing, you know, six or up. Yep. Then sure, second unit. But yeah. what are the odds we're getting in that back that <laughs> so six or up? Right. <laughs> so if we're not six or up, then yeah, hell yeah, start him with Dame. I don't. I and let those two shoot every shot. I don't care. Yeah, I don't even know yeah. if he's twenty yet. Like he's still so young, and he didn't play the one year he had of college. Like he did not play. That was a year off. Well, he practiced, but like his body was not. He injured. is still nineteen. His birthday is in seven days. Let's go. Happy <laughs> oh wait, birthday, no, no, sorry, it's a month oh, from now, May thirtieth. He's still a month from twenty. You, do you guys want to know what my one concern is about Shaden? Because oh, I love God. him. Jeez, Louise, dude. What? No, well, I mean, come on. No, go for it. We're all super excited. Dude, to it. It can't, you can't, like, if, when you enter a relationship with a woman, right? <laughs> you, you know, you guys, you guys are all lucky. You, you all found your forever person. But <laughs> there are red flags that pop up that you need to think about, you know? <laughs> You what have to evaluate red flag. I'm so otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, down the road, you know, you're like two years in, you're going to be dealing with some shit that you could have recognized <laughs> at the start. Yes, so true. anyway, that's true. That's true. What what concerns me? I love watching him play. I mean, dude, it's it's kind of a shame that he plays in Portland in a sense that he doesn't get the exposure. You know, like this is the that's what sucks about being a small so market far, team. I want to hit you. Yeah, Dude. I do too. No, no, no. This is not jump through the fucking screen. I get what you're saying, John. He didn't even make the All Star Weekend rookie team because this, he plays yeah. in Portland, basically. Like, are you serious? I watched a 16 minute video of his dunks highlight video. He has a 16 minute video being like <laughs> a small minutes guy. It's insane. Dude, he's so yeah. he's so good. But what I the, what I do what what does concern me is he hasn't shown that he's got that dog in him yet. You what? know. He hasn't. Um, what we what mean? You don't know. He ball, hasn't John. shown that. You don't know what. You just don't know. Don't what know are you ball. talking about, dude? No, this you is see, an do you see? You don't know ball situation. Do you see the Kobe mentality in him? When you yeah, he's play? nineteen. Yeah, dude, every play time basketball he last year, footer in the fucking key, yamming <laughs> it on his fucking head. That's what I mean. I see that I, dog in him. He's nervous. Yeah. He doesn't even know what to say. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm oh saying I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Uh, you right, saw 16 not, minutes of it. You saw. You just told us you saw 16 minutes dude, of dude, it. Dude, he being, yams on anyone in his way. What other being good and want? having highlights does not mean that he has it. Oh, my God. His highlights, though, are so aggressive over seven-footers. I wish, the, viewers, yeah, they I wish are. the viewers could yeah. see how red Tyler's face was when he just yelled into the camera. That was unbelievable. <laughs> also, also, we're I feel like what I'm saying any, is, is any, not any, that – out of like left field. No, no, you're out of pocket, John. That's yeah, you are not. No, yeah, not. We're completely out of pocket. Right. Well said, Tyler. Yeah, you're welcome. We don't have to discuss it anymore, but I want when we get done with this <laughs> yeah, pod, Tyler, I want day. you to send me a moment where he okay. is okay. where you see Kobe. Oh, you're easy. so done. You're when, yeah, you're screwed. You mean when he please. jumped over a guy on an alley yeah, exactly. and then yelled to the crowd and said, not dog. The way he dunks on people shows you what he's trying, he's trying to kill. During a basketball game, um, dude, I'm just saying there, he there are guys, there are guys where we're winning uh, oh. trumps everything, right? My favorite quarterback of all time, Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. What's our next subject? <laughs> dude, I mean, but come on, like, does he have that, you know, Brady well, winning drive? Kobe hey, Bryant, John, he's drive. 19 and dunked on 
about a million Kobe, people. Wasn't Kobe year. 19 when he came in the league? Yeah, and guess what he did? He airballed in the playoffs against Utah, and they lost. I'm not talking about performance, dude. I'm, all I'm talking about mean? is is their effort and, and like, this is, this is prob- paralleled need to win. Oh, well, he's still, Does he's he have that dog in him? Place. Haven't seen it yet. Well, this I is gonna go. This is gonna go down as a worse take than your one when we it's won four, four games. Four four it's not. It's a, gonna go. It's gonna be that bad. I think. It's, it's not a, a take, dude. It's not a take. We I'm have just a saying Hall I haven't seen bad it. takes, and you have the only two plaques. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that's, saying that's what's concerning, Connor. I'm not saying he doesn't. Okay. All no, I'm you saying are... is I haven't seen it. Okay. I haven't seen it. Don't know if he does or not. We we tanked this year, so like he wasn't really put in that position. But we'll see. That's all I got to say. Good thing I'm he's still 19. I'm glad we'll you spoke your mind. It's a terrible take, but I'm glad you I'm got just anticipating the Corey Van Dahmen text take. message when he hears this part and he's going to lose his mind. Oh, he's, he's going to CBD. CBD. Oh, oh. He's going to be upset. Dude, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm saying I haven't seen it, okay? That's all it. Right, all right. Okay. I'm going to shift us on our uh, next topic. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We're going to take a break from the Blazers, but it's very prevalent. And it's one I've been brainstorming that I've told you guys. Love it. Uh, Victor Webb and Yamba is going to be a bust. That's wow. Ooh, wow. Really? Let's, let's talk Ooh, about man. it. Let's talk. Wow. Let's talk about well, it. Well, okay. Let, here's let's my start reasoning. With you. Yeah. What's yeah. Your yeah. Here's my reasoning. Obviously, the frame. The frame's concerning. He's he's a twig. Oh my the god. Thing, the thing. That, <laughs> Here we go again, dude. <laughs> the thing that really concerns me though is the fact that. I feel like everything he's doing is such AAU basketball that I feel like NBA basketball schemes are going to be a major adjustment. And who knows once a guy's confidence is rattled, who knows who Kyle, you saw Adam Morrison, you know, great rookie year. And then confidence got rattled. Sucks. Injuries, so, man. <laughs> is there any tall, skinny guys in the league right now? Oh yeah, Kevin Durant, maybe the best in the league, possibly. Okay, well, <laughs> he's pretty skinny. Okay, but uh, is, okay, here's okay, is that here's, it? No? That's a great is that point. I'm glad, you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because during the since Kevin Durant, we called uh, fucking Cam what Reddish. Is that guy's name a thon maker? <laughs> we've called Kevin Durant. We've called Bull Bull Kevin Durant. We've called fucking <laughs> we've called Bull Bull Kevin no, Durant. Dude, Wait a minute, <laughs> high school mixtape. I, I promise you, it's everyone is the next Kevin Durant. When is the next skinny guy going to be Kevin Durant? I well, I would say Giannis has and done the that. Thing, the thing, I okay, fair. I mean, obviously, this is a hot take, uh, but the thing I'm just saying is everyone's so convinced this is like the next guy. Someone's got a zag, and I'm gonna be the guy that zags because I just think there's a wait. Wait, big why, why do you guys say it like that? Because I feel like zag? there's there's, is, there's is no personal? guarantee here. <laughs> <Zag>. <laughs> yeah. It is a little personal. That's a Chet Holmgren slight there, Connor. <laughs> exactly. So far, he hasn't played a game in the league. Exactly. It's intentional, wanted, right? That's it. Hey, He's literally playing basketball take, right now. That's my take. Someone go with it. I, I would. I'm gonna. Hop on board. Put me in shock, yes. dude. I'll fucking yes. sit right behind you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's yeah. go. No, okay, I love Kyle, why is it going to be board. so good? I don't have any other reasoning. I think he's going to be very good, and I, I also <laughs> think Chet's going to be very good. But here's the thing. Is yeah, I, I think, you slipped that in there. The, the problem, <laughs> like, here's, here's what I want to ask you as a follow-up, though, is, like, are you going to say he's a bust if he's a really, really good role player on any team where he's, like, the perfect third piece on any team? Or – 
does he have to be the next Embiid or Giannis for you to? No, no, no. He doesn't. He doesn't have to be that by any means for me. To me, he just he has to live up somewhat to the hype that everyone's talking about in terms of he doesn't have to be the next LeBron. Like Andrew Wiggins, I'd be okay. That's a good example. If, If he plays a, if he's like a really good NBA player. That's fine. That's a win. I, that's okay. Then I 100. I'm saying what disagree. I'm saying is like he. Yeah. he I'm, I'm taking the uh, he sucks mentality. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, I can't see that because there's no there's no possible avenue I can ever see a player that's first of all that's built like Chet and and Wemby. They're not going to be built like that the rest of their career. They're going to eventually get a. They're not going to be massive. Not like probably they'll get to Giannis size, but they're going to get a lot bigger. Give out. So they're going to get a lot bigger, and they have such an elite like shot blocking ability that their defense is always going to be effective. You, okay. The, wait, no matter what you say, Connor, the NBA, <laughs> unless you have Joel Embiid, that is the only player that you throw the ball in the block to anymore and let him Jokic. just like, I'm not saying that. I'm not Jokic saying a little that. bit, but he doesn't do that every time. No, no, Tyler. No. They don't always I, use him like that. I don't need him on the block, but I'm saying if he's Rudy Gobert, that's a bust. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, well, how many all stars is Rudy? But okay, whatever. No, that's, that's besides the point. But they also, but Rudy Gobert can't Trump, shoot. Chet and Wemby can shoot. We'll see. They can shoot in France. We'll see. They can shoot different we'll see. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's a bad yeah. take, but who knows? They block we'll zero. <laughs> they block zero NBA three point field goals, Kyle. That's I, have, I would statistic. Hey, remember Chet brought blocked LeBron, and that's how he allegedly got hurt. I don't and think he actually got hurt. Staff. That's those are two facts in this game. People forget double behind the Connor, back. Connor, I I don't think, I mean I don't know who who really knows at the end of the day. Yeah, you that's know, kind of the fun if, of a take. Like no one. I do. Exactly. I always. I'm always right. <laughs> but I like. I will like kind of take your side. Yes. Slightly. Yes. I think there's I, no I, way I'm three would, to one right now. <laughs> I think. Uh, no, I said kind of, just when a little bit. I, like when and. Because, uh, like, the reason I say that is that I wouldn't hate if we got the first pick and traded it to get a proven a- asset for, like, two or that's, three years. Oh, God. Okay, oh that's God. an interesting way to reframe oh God. this. Kyle, Kyle, answer that. We were on the last you, you know what you've done, Connor? The Blazers are going to win the lottery and get the first pick, and then he's actually going to be a bust because of you and what you're doing. Right <laughs> or he's actually going to be good. Hey, and we're any other team wins the lottery, he he's going to be the best player in the NBA in two years. But if we get it now, he's going to suck because of you and this. That's, and what you're doing. that's not because of me. That's because of history. I'm scarred by the past. Hey, Sam Bowie or Greg Oden ring a bell? Like, yeah. Follows Greg Oden wasn't a bust. Stand by it. Right pick. Quite literally, was a bust. No, I have no right pick. I, no faith in any of the players we draft being good. Yeah. <laughs> what about Shane Sharp? We just what about Shane Sharp, Tyler? No, we got Dame. We got and, we got and. we got Myers Leonard. I mean, but I, I just I just don't. I just Myers don't. Leonard's gonna win a championship. Why did you just say Myers Leonard? <laughs> good player, man. Oh, God. All right. Let's move it on to the next Hey, I got, I got another small topic off the corner. Go. Hit it. So, if you guys watch, it was like a 20-minute-long pod, and I know you all did, but did you notice when Danny was asking Cronin questions and he was talking about the team and stuff and Joe would reference guys on the team, he would say, Dame, Aunt, Jeremy, who we don't even have to sign, he never mentions Nurk's name. Yeah, he said and it like once, but I did notice that. Maybe once. I didn't, I don't, I didn't even remember hearing it once. Is that a first of all, I thought the whole thing he was kind of like just answering questions, you know, 
politically correct. Like, of course, he's going to say Damon Ant can play together. What's he going to say? No, we have to trade. Like, it was almost a nothing to me, the whole thing. Like, it was cool hearing him say shit and stuff, but it's something to talk about. But am I reading into the Nurk thing or what do you think there? I got the same impression. I was, and I think it's because they're going to heavily shop him. And But I don't know if they're going to get anything value in return. So, but no, no I noticed. Big. You're you a didn't notice supporter. Okay. So, what what's your thought? Well, what'd you say? I said you're a big Nurk supporter. So, what's your thought? I mean, I was, dude, but Nurk is like the definition of doesn't have that dog in him. Maybe not as much <laughs> as Whiteside, but like Nurk is so fucking soft. <laughs> That's insane. What about really as much as Whiteside? <laughs> he is so soft. He's so whiny. Like I'm, I'm totally cool. Moving on from Nurk, I would be so shocked if he's on our roster next year wow okay i would be so frustrated if he was on the roster and i get Uh there's he in the past he's shown he's a good player but like i think we're past that point like i think it's get rid of the asset no matter what time yeah okay no and i know that might not be the right take but that's where i think i'm at completely is like if you even just got a backup like someone like eubanks but bigger yeah (laughs) i want to say myers leonard I, that's who I want, but he's you know, good, I think I was like, I'll take Alex Len. He's the backup center on the Kings, and he was putting up decent minutes. Like anyone, just anyone. Ennis that, yeah, Freedom gives a shit. Give us Ennis Freedom back. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Like a third, dude. We made our him. deepest run with him as our center. I know that's Nerd how good was, Damian Lillard is. Maybe that's how the much fluffiest Western Conference Finals of offensive all system. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Okay. Let's uh, where are we at next topic? Let's go, John. Um. Oh, okay. Let's talk Chauncey. Okay, love it. Let's talk Chauncey it. Billups. What's your take? I just, I think, I mean, we'll see if you know. Only time will tell how like decent what he had to work with this year. How decent his players were, but to me, it seems like he's he's bad schematically and bad adjusting in game. Like there will be so many possessions when we were trying to make that push to get those seeds, you know, I think we went five and five in that stretch. And then that's when we decided to tank, but where he, there's no play drawn up. He just lets Ant or Dame have the ball. And that's the whole offense, right? Right. Like it's, it's full ISO, Mm -hmm. maybe a one pick and roll, but that's it. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's when we need to win that's his scheme so i don't know it's it's frustrating to me not seeing him like do anything to change anything right and so i think there like there are reasonable grounds for him being fired Mm -hmm. well i i appreciate you brought up some actual points too because i didn't i never (laughs) like a lot of the time hates having substance (laughs) (laughs) like no, like on the people just say like fire Chauncey. I'm like for what? Like, please explain to me why you want to fire. Yeah. Like, I just saying his name and because we're losing and fight like that. Thank yeah. you. Like that. I didn't. Um. So it was a guy like who's the Toronto guy? Nurse. Nick, Nick Nurse. Nurse got well, I was fired. just gonna say I know Kyle wants Nick Nurse so in the building. So. I guess I haven't watched enough Raptor games and the Raptors didn't do much better than us. You know, did they? They lost in the play-in. They have a lot of talent. You know, not no Dame talent, but more deep of a team mm-hmm. um and and if i remember when i watched them like a lot of that is pascal taking the ball fred van fleet taking the ball you know maybe there's more movement 
is is he is Chauncey that bad? Or or would a Nick Nurse be like a much more like a big improvement for us? Hard to say. I mean, do how much do we weigh the first ten games of the season when not, when we were fully healthy? Because our defense was top ten at that time. So but how that, much do we weigh into that? Because I, I personally don't weigh that much into it, but I think it's a relevant point to bring up because then when the injury started happening, Dame got hurt. Yeah, Dame was the first one to go down. So then obviously it didn't work out as well throughout the rest of the season because we didn't have that. We always had somebody hurt, it seemed like. We never really had our full complete roster, which with the lack of depth that our roster had, I think losing like one of those guys has a bigger impact on us than it does to other teams. Yeah. But I'm just curious. I'm not saying I weigh a lot no, into no. it or I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious what you think. John, what do you think? I, yeah, I think I think it shows that, at least to me, my my opinion is that he came in with, with this plan to, uh, you know, uh, with his defensive schemes specifically, we were top 10. And then, you know, other teams just adjusted and yeah. started beating us and, yeah. uh, and, and basically out coaching Chauncey, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's hard to overlook. Yeah. yeah, maybe he was trying to stick to his guns and his, you know, play style that just didn't fit, you know, our uh, roster, you know, like that yeah. we just didn't have the right guys for it. And um, do you do you hate on him for not? Oh, I guess. Well, yeah, you do. He doesn't adjust. I mean, I get that. I totally get that. But maybe just is he's too much into installing his system. Who knows? Well, yeah, I think I think the one thing that we have to I mean, I know it's kind of the precipice of the whole podcast tonight, but like what style of team are you going for? Right? Like if you're a contending team, I don't think he's the guy at all. Like, I, I mean, I think he's, if that's not a guy I trust in the Western conference finals of game seven to make a move, like yeah. I don't trust him in a playoff series to out strategize the other coach. And that's a big yeah. deal in the playoffs. At least the regular season is what it is. Right. Well, he hasn't proven mm-hmm. it once yet. Considering well, and he, he hasn't had the chance. He's, he's the chance, two yeah. tanking teams. Like, I mean, exactly. That's, that's not his fault. So that's where I say that's the other side of the coin, right? Is like for if we're just going to be a building team, well, he's a second year coach. So just let him keep coaching and figuring it out. And like, yeah, maybe he's not your end result guy, but also if our team's going to be like kind of in the mix, he's going to coach him hard because he's trying to prove himself too. So I think it's like very much about which direction you pick. I think if we're going to try to do this, like Dame to make a move and pray situation i think you go with someone else for sure well, this i mean I, this, thoughts would have been Connor, I, I i bring up thoughts all the time but like dude I, I okay can i ask you if we're gonna stay in that route but if we're gonna yeah. rebuild then chauncey is that, like let's see what he does i don't that's think that's exactly like, what i was just gonna ask you connor is uh what so at the point in the season where uh after like right when we decided we were gonna start tanking right like we tried all the way yeah. up to that point. Do you think Stotts has more wins at that point? I think I I think Stotts has more wins as a head coach with both of the last two years teams. I do I agree, think yeah. that. But I, that's I also agree. unfair because he co- he's coached 20 long plus time. years in the NBA. Like a long time. Yeah. This is we were his like he's coached over he was what, with the Mavericks games Bucks, or 500 yeah. games something crazy mm-hmm. but but I do think to answer your question I think both teams have more wins because like I think Stotts would get you more wins when Dame's out for five games I think he might squeak two out instead of one or zero you know like because he his offense was always so solid and 
our defense sucks anyway. So yeah, yeah. I guess I mean, yeah. It, it didn't suck. Uh, it went everyone was healthy. You guys pointed that out. We probably say this every season, but this next season sure is going to be a freaking whirlwind. Like it's going to just decide a lot of things. Like it's going to be his, our player. You know, like Dame could be gone. Like I mean, yeah. and it, it's it's, it's, think, it's everything. I think I agree. I think next year's literally like GM, you know, GM, head coach, best player. That's like, and then all pro, all non shady sharp prospects. It's like all that is on the table. Either you're doing it this year or you're doing it after you see next year if it fails, you know, like I would yeah. agree with you. There's or no just get Nick Nurse now and you're getting Pascal or OG. One of the two is coming with him. Please God. That'd be, hey, that'd be great. Pascal would be okay, super I like cool. That, Kyle. I like that. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and move on. Does anyone have any more big topics they want to cover here before we uh, kind of hit the end of the podcast? I think, I think we kind of nailed the Blazers. I, I yeah, have one, good. but let's make it quick. Okay, it's, let's it's, do it. Let's go. I just want to hear your guys' take on this because I'll talk and it's the last thing we'll talk about for what Cronin said. And I he kept using the phrase like shuffle the deck a lot where he's like, over the last year or two, we've like acquired talent in these assets. But then he would like kind of, come up come behind that and be like but that talent's not good enough so we got to flip it for like more veteran proven talent and i guess like the entire time he was saying that i was like is that even possible like you're basically what he's like the way i'm hearing it is you're saying we have less talented players and so we're going to trade those less talented players for more talented veteran players and in my head, I'm like, so how does that work? Like, is Cam Reddish all of a sudden going to get you a Jay Crowder? In exactly. Return? Like, exactly. I, I just didn't really get where he was going with that. Like, unless well, for, he's thinking these assets we've acquired, like the picks, like the second round picks that we got are going to be like sweeteners that get deals done. And I guess I just don't really understand that. I mean, it's just, I bet you it's not going to work for a lot of teams, but there's going to be some teams that are trying to change paths, right? And maybe we can get like a, who's on the Hawks like the Hawks are kind of like what are they doing like Bog- yeah. Bogdanovich you know you trade a couple young guys a pick and you get Bogdanovich or you get you know some of these vets like a Harrison Barnes style like maybe not even that good you know like uh, some of those oh, players Harrison maybe, Barnes would be awesome oh, yeah yeah, he's Barnes, yeah he's good probably not someone as good as him I get what you mean now yeah uh, you, you, you know it's only those few teams that are really in that position so right it's gonna be tough no I, I definitely agree with that like is it possible <laughs> slim probably some, some not the chances aren't very good of it yeah and to me <laughs> i i don't i, I know I'm being harsh because he's in a really impossible situation but i'm not the biggest cronin guy to be honest i mean he just peddles the same shit olshay did to me where it's like it, and maybe it's just because that's all <laughs> that's the options they have right is you just reshuffle the deck well he kind of has the same feeling as like chauncey right you know yeah. like the past two years, right. it's like, it, that's a better comparison. You're right. It's like, but he's being told to do this, right? Like he doesn't no, have the right. option to, right. to but do the what thing he wants. Is like, the Shane Sharp wasn't even his pick. It's one of our VP GMs that we, or like assistant GMs we hired was like the oh, big oh, Shane yeah, Sharp. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, a big yeah. Sharp guy, but I mean, do we you're know right. It's Cronin's sure. choice. It's Cronin's choice. And Cronin in the interview, like he was, I guess I'm over being, I just, no, no, it's, I'm it's so fine. tired of not making like big moves, but also totally because they can't. That's because they have no option. This is probably the most frustrated most Blazer fans, at least our age Blazer fans, you know, have been in a yeah. while, I'd say. I mean, we just we want to win for Damon. I would say uh, I was more frustrated during the Hassan Whiteside season because we didn't have Shaden Sharp yet. So 
that one was and because people crazy. thought Hassan Whiteside was good because he was putting up a double double every game. Uh, he was, was like, "Open your eyes, worst. he's horrible. He's the worst." Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Least that favorite Blazer since. That... Oh wait, John, did you like Whiteside? No, oh, Riley Woods you... did. If you're listening, oh, Riley right. Woods, that's he was right. a big Whiteside. You guy. edited out my take on Whiteside last time I was on. the No, pod. I did not. Yes, you did. Oh wait, yes, I did because it yeah, was you inappropriate. Did. <laughs> wasn't inappropriate i just called him a dumbass basically god damn it (laughs) is this being edited out now too i think john's the only person we've had to edit out takes for in history i mean that was that was i hit the nail on the head with that one (laughs) no No comments (laughs) okay oh that's so funny uh okay wait john we were just uh wrapping up do you have any final blazer thoughts before we move on to our last little piece um no i think we we covered it a lot we, there, we covered quite be, a bit there will be a lot more to talk about once we get that pick assigned i, I follow this account on twitter called uh tankathon which basically like throughout the season shows uh like odds. the leaderboard like the odds uh, you know predictive analysis but now what they're doing is just running uh the the like simulation um lottery Oh, and so it's dude, it's so stressful because they do it once a day. You can do it, John, by the way, you can go on the website and do it yourself. You can like run the odds. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just funny to see it it pop up every day. (laughs) And dude, it's like crazy. What have we been getting? I'll see him at like eight sometimes. No. And I'm like, oh my no, god. I did it. I did it once last week. I only did it one time and we were, we got one. Yes. Really? Okay, let's we might dumb. have to live pod lottery night. I'm gonna sh- oh, be shitting my I mean, We are live podding lottery night. We decided that last pod. Oh we yeah, nice. we absolutely yeah, have to. That. Um, yeah. okay, wait. Last thing before oh. we end on the Blazers, just one word answers. You could trade, you don't have to tell me the trade, but you get one realistic player that you're trading for, for the Blazers. Who is it? I, I, it can I, I, go big, and you're implying Dame, or you can go anyone. It doesn't matter. Mikhail's fun, but I'm going to go Bam out of bio. Okay. Love it. Jalen Brown. Oh. Love it. Love it. I'll say Mikhail, because that's what I think is going to happen. And I'm, I got to double up on Jalen Brown. That's my dream. Oh, baby, please, so God, please, God. Yeah, I just don't dream. know how you get him without Shaden. But anyway, no, that's hey, the question. We that did not we 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 pick. We yeah. yeah. pick. Exactly. Brown, and one and year Nurk, Jalen Brown. Brown. Anyway, let's trade him. Yeah. Just, just okay. the one pick in Nurkic, and we'll take Brown. Yeah, easy. Uh, I know you should be GM, Tyler. I should. I like where your head's at. We would have the best rebounding team in basketball. You know what? Give me uh, Pritchard. I want Pritchard bad. <laughs> <laughs> you get us Planet Pat back also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's wrap up the uh, pod here with quick baseball. You got to check in because this is uh, the champion <sighs> group text. Oh, and we got John here. He's the I worst. Know. Okay. What? So, well, Excuse me? You, you know I can hear you, Tyler? <laughs> what? You know I can hear you? What? I can hear what you're saying about me right now. <laughs> I know. I love John, it. what's the season been like for you so far? The baseball season? Yep, that'd be the one. <laughs> Professional? Yes, Major League the baseball? MLB okay. level. Um, I mean, it's been fine. You know, it's, it, I think the pitch clock is awesome. <laughs> I, I'm s- probably, you know, like I'm super anti-changing baseball. 
Like, I right. think a lot of the moves, uh, whatever his name is, Manfred has made, yeah, yeah. like, are, are make the game so much less enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty extreme about it, but I think, like, when you go to a hockey game, what's, like, the – like, what do you think about when you're going to that game? What, do, what are you hoping to see? Right? Actions. People – yeah, action, people and fighting. Fights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think, yeah, whatever. It's changed the game. It's made catchers be able to hit more. But I think the uh, – them taking out, being able to run into catchers, being able to slide into people at second base, I think a lot of those – uh, longevity changes for players makes the game a lot less watchable for a lot of people. Um, and I think the, the replay and everything takes out replay uh, a really, a really important element and a really fun element, which is like the Umpire. relationships yes. between the umpires and the, and the players and coaches, like True. you could you not agree see more. them getting could tossed now, unless it's like fake, basically they're there's like going out there to try to rile up their team for, you know, there's replay. You can see everything that's going on. Yeah. So, um, but I think the pitch clock thing is the only change that I like. It's made I the games the faster. Clock. Yeah. I mean, it did take out. I'm sure you appreciate it, Connor, it, it, or, or maybe miss it. But it took out that, like, mental battle between the pitcher and the hitter. Uh, I agree. Where you're, you're trying to throw each other off with timing and all that stuff. But I think, I think it's a good change. I'm, I'm with you completely. I think my one, and I don't know if they've already announced this, but it has to go away for the playoffs. So like you, you can't have that during the playoffs. In my opinion. Talk, really? Yeah. In oh, my dude, opinion. Could you, could you like, imagine? It's like, probably staying. I have no clue what they've said, but like it, that would bother me more so because if you've already picked off twice and the person knows you can't pick off again and it's a playoff game like that, that sucks. I mean, I think pitch though. out. What I know, I kind of like it because I mean, everyone knows, like, and there was the opposite uh, in the game today. And I'm going to use the Braves game because I was watching it. But Max Reed had a full count, two outs, and there, he had it picked over once to the runner. And there was two outs in the inning. And so the runner was thinking, like, oh, he's probably not going to pick off full count. And he was able to pick him off. So there's like kind of like a reverse mental game going That's on. That's true. With the pitcher, That's a good point. I mean, it's I kind of like it fun. because if you have a good base deal, then it's like, how am I going to manage this? Like I, I have to use my pickoffs really wisely or I have to like pitch the batter a certain way where you throw a lot of like fastballs outside to try and give your catcher a chance. You can't, you yeah. probably can't throw as much off speed. So I don't know. That's I fair. get your point, but no, no, yeah. that's fair. I guess that, it'll be like, interesting to the see mental battles apart. I'm like, I hope they like, if it's, if it's Scherzer versus, you know, whoever in the playoffs, I don't want Scherzer to rush through it to, you know, throw a pitch in 20 seconds, but at the same time, it just becomes new strategy. Like I pointed out, like you just deal with it and everyone gets used to it. So game Con- seven guys strikes out because of pitch clock or something. Oh, or if there's, <laughs> that would be the worst. If, if there's actually an infraction that like leads to an out in the playoffs, that's so valuable. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Con, can I ask you a question or all you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So the, you know, the, the sign stealing, it yeah. was yeah. a big thing. I'm sure it's still going on. But what, how would you feel about removing, like, signs from the catcher to the pitcher and implementing some sort of, like, whether you do it with a – from your coach to the pitcher or that's there's something the catcher has. They're, 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 they're doing that. This year? Yeah. No, they're, they're they not. They have electronic signs. devices now. Yeah, they have. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. They're almost the doing- pitcher, like, tells the catcher what he's throwing. Like, he, like, they'll put it on their belt and they'll, like, click fastball low and away and the catcher has one on their knee pad so they see it. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's great. I think 
like the science stealing thing was going to happen, right? Like there's no way teams are just going to stop for integrity. No. <laughs> like it's also it's just so like I guess the part that like of course you got to prevent it. So I I'm all for it, but I just being the old baseball guy, like I hate that technology's like come this yeah. far that it kind of ruins the the version of baseball we all know. Like it's true. I like that it's faster. So I guess I I'm split, but I I hate like there's never gonna be signs again. And signs are so oh. like I love that. <laughs> like yeah, but of course there's not gonna be because that's foolish at this point, especially at a professional yeah. level, like where yeah. you're you know playing for all the stakes, but I don't know. I I'm gonna miss that side of baseball and like. I mean, how quickly does it get to high school? It doesn't really affect the game, but like, I it it adds to kind of the mystique of what baseball always has been is just like the old timers, or I mean, like pastime, all that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, to my point earlier, I really miss the uh, like, um, I guess diversity of players in the league, where you have catchers that hit like 120. Uh, you know, but they're great behind the plate. They're like a, a oh like right enforcer, like not they, just about the that. Yeah, exactly. Like the the nuances, baseball. Like why you know how can you not be romantic about baseball? You know that cliche. Yeah, is is gone. Like, kind of yeah, dead. a lot of it's been taken away. <laughs> it's it's and it's pretty sad. You know, they're. I think they're just kind of. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended, but like swinging and missing on, <laughs> on what they're doing. <laughs> the pun was so intended. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hear you though. do you need, you don't need all your players to be trying to achieve the same thing, which is, you know, being able to hit the ball hard. Well, and that's what they're making. They're making it the game so much more one dimensional. It's, I agree it's with really that sad. part. So, like, yeah. I think what the three pointer helped bait or helped basketball with the home run's been a detriment to baseball with. Like, well, yeah, like because the, the per- changes- or I shouldn't say that like specific like the data behind it. Like, it's the same thing, right? It's worth it to yeah. go for more threes in a game, and it's worth it to just swing for bombs because if you connect with four of them, you're probably going to score a good amount of runs. But I think like the part that sucks is like in even in a playoff game unless it's the seventh inning or later you're never going to see someone bunt like that will never happen you're just yeah even then yeah it's it's crazy even then yeah if there's less than yeah or i mean any situation it's like yeah well maybe they hit a bomb instead yeah Yeah. no you're right i mean it's just yeah it would be it would be great if there were just i don't know I, I I sound like I feel like I sound like I'm 60 years old and talking about the, the way you, no, but I'm the way you that you guys have laid this out is making me sad. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It's so sad. <laughs> I'm, but I'm with seriously you like I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah, the, I you think there's Kyle one catcher left in the league that I think he plays for the Rangers, <laughs> but he's been like a, a career average like 175 hitter. And well, that's my just, team, Maldonado, for the Astros, who just won, honestly. So, yeah, and and his his pitcher's ERA over his like twenty plus year career now is like um, half of a whole number lower, and uh, yeah, we're that's like a different era now. We yeah, don't have that anymore. It's rare to see that much. Good rant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
we that's shit it. on baseball successfully. So let's go ahead and wrap the pot up. <laughs> wait, wait, Connor, can I can I bring up one last thing? Absolutely, always, John. How, okay, so the Beavs this year are going in what, ranked which for sport? the first time. What? Football. Ba- football. Yeah. Okay. Are going in ranked for the first time since I think like Marcus Wheaton was there or Cooks. Um, Eight years. We Marcus got Wheaton, our first five-star quarterback recruit. Aiden Chiles. Where where Wait. do you guys think the Beavs? No, DJ. Yeah, I was gonna say DJ. Okay. He's not starting though. Well, there. He says yeah, it's a, starting the spring game. Oh, that's a. He terrible. said it's a competition, <laughs> but I think that you know, I think he he'll start right. He's not coming yeah. from Clemson or Oregon State to be a backup. Culberson yeah. goes to Ben Golberson. Yeah. 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 yeah, What are we talking about? He threw like yeah. five picks, or like he was the reason Oregon State literally didn't make it to the Final Four last year. Oregon State was two games away from being in the Final Four, and it was because a quarterback couldn't throw a touchdown. <laughs> against like, but it's a good team as, against SC. They should be SC, and then he threw the picks against UW too. He had like it was yeah. like four of twenty five in the UW game, and they lost by like three points. It's like the wonder why we lost. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, tight spirals. So my question is, where do you guys think we finish this year? First, first number one. Yeah, I, I mean, where do you think we finish, John? I don't know. I I'm hoping we get a top ten. That's, that's yeah. what I'm hoping. Overall, okay, wait. Just, let's uh, be realistic. Let's actually go. Okay, realistic. Top three in the Pac-12 and beating the Ducks. And that's – I'm happy. That's a good season. That's a, good, that's a great season. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle hit us. Uh, Pac-12's got some good teams. Yeah. T- yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just going to concur with Tyler. <laughs> I don't have a wild take on this one. John, <laughs> USC, Oregon, John, Utah. You top ten in the the Pac-12 or the nation? No, come on, man. <laughs> Kyle was just saying that that we our quarterback last year blew the game <laughs> versus USC. Like he was the only reason we lost. Like clearly, but also, also we had like the best defense in the Pac-12, and I think that's uh, changing this year, right? <laughs> I think that's changing. Connor always reloads, Connor. Don't you know that? That's a, that's that's a defensive prowl when it comes yeah, to. We, we got to see it a couple years in a row before we can, you know, I, really start I, making John, proclamations here. Uh, can I still root for the Beavers, but also say I think uh, I'm really nervous about how hyped everyone is about DJ being the quarterback and how <laughs> yeah, things I mean, shake out. <laughs> it's fair, but it's exciting, dude. It's so exciting. It is exciting. And, it's super exciting. You're right. And I think and Jonathan Smith rocks. I think the coolest part about Oregon State is that all all the coaches, uh, their defensive coordinator, got offer big offers, and said that he likes what's going on at Oregon State. Likes the atmosphere and it wants to stay at Oregon State for the rest cool. of his career. So I think that's chainsaw. like the hardest thing to find, <laughs> and he's and we we've got him. So I'm it's excited. definitely the most positive outlook in Corvallis in a long time. I think. I I think that's true. That. I yeah. mean, Corvallis is down bad, dude. Uh, what's it? What's the bar there, Tyler? Bods Sancho no, the or the club? The, oh, uh, the Peacock. You got to be no. a peacock tie. What's the club? Oh, but we're gonna get is gone though. Impulse. impulse. We yeah, absolutely have whole... to wrap the pod when we're talking about impulse and Corvallis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yeah, owner did some bad things. So. Okay, yeah, okay. So for for Kyle Tyler and our guest John Fishback, <laughs> we'll be back backyard banter in the next couple of weeks. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.
See you guys. A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.